Merry Christmas and welcome to Grace Church Vienna. For this year's Christmas service, Grace Church and the B1 Church will join together, listening to a sermon by Christian Pana to teach us more about Mary. We will see how God used a young Jewish girl with low status and how she trusted God, even if she did not understand how God would work in her life. What does her experience mean to us when it comes to trusting God and being ready to action? Well, here's Christian to tell us more. A sermon that is part of a series that I started three weeks ago. Um, I was inspired by a song. Um, the first uh, sermon was about uh, the Magi. If God can use the Magi, He can use you and me. And, and, and the second sermon was about Joseph. And if God can use Joseph, He can use you and me. Today I will talk about Mary. And probably you know the title of my sermon, right? <laughs> if God used Mary, then He can use you. So this is the song that uh, inspired me to start this uh, series. And, uh, and yes, indeed, if God can use a rod in Moses' hands or a little rod in David's slingshot, he can use me. And he used the Magi. They were highly educated, really rich, but God used them. Um, Joseph was skilled, and he was a little bit, a bit older than the others. God used him too. Now, in Luke 1, 26 to 38, we find out that he used Mary. Now, um, I need somebody to read for us this text because it's uh, really important. Luke 1, 26, 38, if you would like to read, just find the verses and, and start reading, please. Uh, she was ready to go at the same and tried to discern what sort of reading this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you should call his name Jesus. You will be a great, and you will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Nothing is impossible with God. This is the God we serve. So if God can use Mary, He can use me. Um, now, who was Mary? Um, maybe you, you say, oh, that's a stupid question. 
What are you talking about? We know who, is Mar who Mary is. Well, hopefully, I will bring some uh, more details in the story, and you will, we will learn something. My first point is that Mary was a young Jewish girl. Um, Mary's name was after Moses' sister, remember, Miriam? And the name means drop in a sea, in the sea, coming from Hebrew words mar and yam. Or it could come from another root that means it's mara, that is bitter. Uh, and another popular, probably, uh, idea is that the, the name comes from the root, root MR from, from the Egyptian. That means beloved. I don't know. It's still undecided, so I don't know what is the truth. But it could mean all of them. <laughs> um, most uh, likely, she was born in Nazareth. And uh, Nazareth was a small town in the region of Galilee. It was about 1,600 uh, people. And because it was never mentioned in the scriptures or in, the, in Talmud, <laughs> everybody was like, Nazareth? What is Nazareth? Probably you remember in John 1, Philip found Nathaniel. And Nathaniel said, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathaniel said to him, can anything good came out of Nazareth? Remember that? Anything. Nothing. It's zero. And Philip said, you know what? Come and see. That was really smart. Why would an average village like Nazareth make a difference in Mary's calling? Like nothing happened in Nazareth and now the whole heaven is there. Why? Well, what's going on? Well, actually to be from Nazareth was to invite despise. Everybody from Nazareth was despised because, well... One reason is because in Nazareth was a Roman garnison there. And in Psalm 22, in Isaiah 53, we know that the Messiah will be called uh, names and insulted, mocked, uh, rejected, despised. And probably because, part of it, probably because he was called the Nazarene. Right? The Nazarene was actually a name. It's like they called the name. It's like you are nothing. You are from Nazareth. You are nothing. Uh, Galilee was the place where different cultures they came together. Latin uh, because of the Roman garrison and soldiers. Greek from the com because of the commercial place uh, uh, where where Galilee was, and Hebrew because of the synagogue. So most probably. Mary spoke Aramaic with Galilean accent. Now, if <laughs> how do I know that? Well, um, Matthew 26, 73 says this. After, remember Peter, uh, when, and when he, he was looking, well, he was following Jesus. And uh, after a little while, the bystander came up and said to Peter, well, while he was, you know, uh, trying to... Uh, stay near that fire. 
Certainly, certainly you two are one of them, for your accent betrays you. <laughs> so there was an, a Galilean accent, and most probably um, uh, Mary was speaking Aramaic with a Galilean accent. Now, according to the Jewish customs of the time, uh, she, um, well, uh, uh, a girl would enter the betrothal, she would be engaged. Uh, as early as 12. 12 years old. I mean, well, Christian historians, and I, I hold that uh, uh, up until now when I, I did more research, uh, I, I would say she was 15 to 16 years old. But actually, the, the age of betrothal was 12. Why that? Because um, in this way, uh, you maximize the childbearing and you guarantee virginity. I mean, 12 years old, right? Um, Mary most probably was born in uh, 18 BC and she was 51 uh, when uh, she witnessed her son's execution. And uh, we don't know how much longer she lived afterwards. But this is the time span, okay? Um, Mary was 25 when she lost um, Jesus and uh, found him in the temple, remember? She was 25. And probably 28 or 30 when Joseph died. So now you have a little bit of, of perspective about her life, who she was, what's going on with her. Well, Mary was not fragile. You know, when you look in the pictures and, and, and you know, the, the famous painters, Madonna and the child, you know that? She's like very, well, she, I don't believe what they, how they imagine things. Why? Well, because she was not fragile at age 13. She was, she used to hard work at home. You know, there, are, there were a lot of home chores. And also, she worked in the agriculture. She came from a peasant line. So, um, walking the hill country of Judea while pregnant, well, we imagine she rode the donkey. We don't know. Probably, probably not. But she was a strong woman. Even so. Even riding, uh, rode, uh, riding the, the donkey. Giving birth in a stable. And later on visiting Jesus in Capernaum. Remember he was in Capernaum. And she came from Nazareth to visit him with, his, with uh, the, the, her sons. She walked a lot. And, and, and we are talking about the hills of Galilee here. So Mary had a, a, a strong body and she was not like that Madonna presented in the Christian paintings. Well, I don't know about her education. Probably she didn't know how to write, read and write. But because the literacy among the women at that time was really low. Really, really low. And, but she knew the scriptures. And how do I know this? Is because... Uh, she was not surprised about the reason of Gabriel's visit. When Gabriel came, well, she kind of freaked out. When 
I mean, who would not freak out when you see a, an angel? I would. <laughs> I would. And, but then when he's, he told her, this is the reason I'm here, what is she doing? Tell me, because we just read. What, what's, what's her attitude? Uh, are you still with me? Or thinking of the food afterwards. <laughs> because uh, you have to wait a little bit until then. <laughs> so, she was afraid. She was troubled. And then, well, when, he, when she saw the, the, the angel, I got that. But when the angel said, you know, you will bear the Son of God, what she said? How? Yeah, she didn't ask. What? Oh, she didn't say, what? What? Could you say it again? Or, oh, I, I not me. I mean, I'm 12. <laughs> could you, could you find someone else? Like Moses did. You remember? Remember what Moses said? Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm too complicated in my speech. You know, I, I cannot talk without people thinking what in the world he said. No, she said, how? She was ready. She, why? Because she knew the scriptures. Remember Isaiah 7.14? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And shall call his name Emmanuel. Well, she was a virgin. The, the angel said, hey, you will bear the son. Okay, now I know. His name is Emmanuel. <laughs> you see? It was done deal. Well, Mary, as you know, and probably you know, came from David's family through the prince Nathan. Nathan was the son of David and Bathsheba, another son. And, and by the way, Joseph came from David and Bathsheba too, <laughs> but through Solomon. Now, um, according to Luke, her, father, the, her father's name was Heli. Heli. In the Greek text, Joseph is without article, and that means he is by quality his father, but not by identity. Therefore, if you look, uh, we are there, L look in, in Luke 3.23. Luke 3.23. Do you see that? Did you find it? Anybody wants to read for us? Oh no, I, I Luke three twenty three. Who wants to read? Come on, read. Now Jesus Now Jesus himself was about thirty years old when he began his ministry. He was a son. So it was taught of Joseph. The son of? Yeah. But you see is in parentheses. The son of Heli, the son of Math, yeah. Mateth, the son of Levi. So he was the son, so it was thought of Joseph. Now, in the Greek text, Joseph is is genitive, but is not with article. 
Heli is genitive but with article. Now it's not the son of. The son of is not in there. So in Greek is like this. So he was the son. So it was thought of Joseph, of Heli, of Matat, of Levi, so, and so on and so on. But the only one in that line, Joseph doesn't have a, a, an article, a definite article. And in Greek means this is by quality, not by identity. So actually, when you put the parenthesis, as it was thought of Joseph, is not his father. So the grammar says that the next man in his life was Heli. Why? Because he was the father of Mary. That's the genealogy of Mary. In Matthew, when you read, is the genealogy of Joseph. Through Joseph, Jesus could never be a king. Because he was cursed. If you read the Old Testament, you know about the Jeconiah's curse. But then through the line of Mary, this one... He is a king. So even the grammar, when, when Luke wrote this, even the grammar shows you that it was supposed, it was thought that was of Joseph. But Joseph was not the direct father because Jesus didn't have a, an earthly father. So that's why jumped, the genealogy jumped over Joseph to Mary's father. He was the first male in that genealogy. Make sense? So, uh, some critics think that Mary was not, couldn't be from the tribe of Judah. We know that Mary was from, I mean, Mary and Joseph. Why? Because uh, her relative, Elizabeth, was from the tribe of Levi. Now, we have two ideas. Either Elizabeth's mother could be, have been from Judah, but her father from Levite, uh, he was a Levite, or vice versa. Mary's mother may have been a Levite, but the father was from the tribe of Judah. Why? Because the women were identified with their father's tribe, not maternal, was through the father. Did I lost you? You are still with me? It's a little bit complicated, but it's, you, you have time home to, to read it again if you want to, because it's in Google Classroom. So, um, Knowing all these facts about Mary, it seems that nothing, why I, you know, I build my case to say this, Mary was not special. Yes, she was humble. Yes, she was a true believer. Yes, she was paying attention to details. Yes, she was talented. She wrote a song. <laughs> she was really theological in her thinking, in her mindset. But there were maybe thousands like her. Why God chose her? The text says, because of God's grace. You understand? God's favor was upon her. God favored her. 
And she, she was ready. From all, uh, um, from all the lines in her life, she was ready. So Mary was a, a Jewish girl, 12 years old, that found favor in God's eyes. A lot of people today want to elevate Mary. She was like this and she was, uh, the Bible doesn't say that. Now, number two, Mary was a low status peasant. I'm not here to make her, you know, <laughs> when I said peasant, it's nothing bad, okay? Um, in, in verse 38, in our text, it says, And, oh, I'm, I'm in the wrong. And Mary said, Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed her. Um, when, she, when she sings, few verses Later, 48, for he was looked on the humble estate of his servant. Her mindset was, I'm a servant here. Why? Mary belonged to the peasant class. This was a low class in the Jewish society. This was um, what she acknowledged before the Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm of humble estate. I'm a servant. From an early age, she was used to work in the house and in the field. Um, at age 12, she was considered an adult. And she was, uh, it was expected from her to perform like an adult. The, the duties of an adult. Like most of the people of that time, she lived um, in an extended family unit. And most probably after she married... She stayed with Joseph. But they were not renting. The, the time of engagement was the time when Joseph had to build his house. And probably, and, and this is, was the, you know, what they were used to do. The new house was connected with his father's house. So probably there were three or four houses and, and a hof inside and and they were all sharing uh, the the water uh, the cistern the millstone for grinding uh, grain and even the the same oven like many other women of that time she spent probably 10 hours a day just going to take the water from the well gathering wood for fire cooking meals washing clothes you know but we have another idea about Mary you know, when you see the postcards, you think of Mary and Joseph were only, you know, like a family, a tranquil family that was living like a monastic life, you know, very calm. I want to tell you something else. She lived a really tough life. She knew what tough life means from age 12. 13. And now she's pregnant. Even worse. 
If God can use a little Jewish girl, 12, 13 years old, that she was busy, busy, busy with the household and also with the agriculture, then God can use you. If you think you are busy, if you think, you know, it's not the time, that's wrong. Mary was 12. When, when you will meet her, she will say, you know what? I was 12, man. You are not ready even when you are, oh, you know, whatever age you are now. Now! And I would like to emphasize the third thing today. Yes, she was a little girl. Yes, she was a peasant. But you know what? Her only question was this. How? How? When Gabriel brought the good news she was, that she was chosen to bring the Messiah, the Son of God, she simply asked, How? Huh? Why? Because I'm a virgin. <laughs> it's a bit of a problem, you know. In our world, we do things in some, I mean, differently that you think. Angel, Gabriel, I am virgin. Well, unlike his younger brothers and sisters, Jesus, the Christ, was not produced in Mary's womb. As a result of a sexual intercourse with a man. Well, some Mormons think that, that Mary had sex with God or Adam. Yes. Uh, Islam wrongly assumes that we believe that Mary had sexual intercourse with God. This is what they believe. In reality, Jesus Christ's conception was a special and unique miracle from the Holy Spirit. Holy Sorry, Holy Spirit. Um, at the question how, Gabriel gave, gave this answer. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Now, I will read. Um, it's about 12. We will be a little bit late. I... I would like to read you a few lexicons, what they say about this. Their lexicon says, Tropically of the Holy Spirit exerting creative energy upon the womb of the Virgin Mary and impregnating it, a use of the word which seemed to have been drawn from the familiar Old Testament idea of a cloud as symbolizing the immediate presence and power of God. Uh, Launida, it says that uh, the word FP schiazo is used figuratively in speaking of the agency of the Holy Spirit in causing Mary to conceive. In a number of languages, it is not possible, however, to translate this word literally as overshadow. It may therefore be necessary to use some such expression as the power of the Most High will come to you or God's power will come upon you. A strictly literal rendering of this word could be interpreted in some languages as being a rather crude reference to a sexual intercourse. So you see the problem? Even we cannot translate this properly. And the word was really well 
chosen. The power of God to bring things to life at the creation will knit the body of Christ, the God's son, in Mary's womb. This is not an ordinary generation because his human nature should be special, pure, in order to make atonement for us. You see, there is no Christmas without cross, right? So everything starts from the beginning, from Christmas. God therefore prepared him a body by direct creation that was wholly different. How do I know this? Hebrews. In Hebrews chapter 10 verse 5 it says, Consequently, when Christ came into the world, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, but a body have you prepared for me. You understand that? That body was neatly, was interesting, made in, 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 uh, and, and chosen by God. Well, Calvin commented about this and concerning the, the overshadowing. He said that this, the generation of the body of Christ was in mysterious secrecy. I like that. Withdrawn as if by a cloud from human scrutiny. Yeah, when, you know, it's like it was fog. <laughs> if somebody would look, and, and how is that done? You cannot see. It was a cloud. You understand? Of overshadowing. Why? Well, and also, if you think of this, you know, the, in the Old Testament, there was a pillar of cloud and fire signifying God's presence. So all things connect. And, 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 and Jesus was not formed in Mary's womb by the Father. You know, you would expect that. You know, the father impregnated the mother. <laughs> no. Or Jesus, the, no, the son of God. No. Who did that? The Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is the life giver and the sanctifier, which is the one who formed Jesus in an extraordinary way, supernatural way. Not to be conceived of or explained. We cannot explain that. Why? Because the Holy Spirit. Well, I'll tell you something. Uh, any trial to explain how Jesus is formed will destroy the sanctity, the difference, the holiness, the uniqueness of this generation. So if, David, if we would talk like, you know, doctors trying to explain that, <laughs> the holiness <laughs> disappears. Because we don't know it was a cloud. It was something that we cannot see and was conceived. Mary was made fruitful by the Holy Spirit of God in a mysterious way. And she, and she kept her virginity. In this process. Interesting. There was no sexual activity concerning the birth of Christ. But creation activity. Like in Adam's situation. I'll say it again. Not a sexual relationship. But a creation relationship. 
Jesus was created by the Holy Spirit, gave birth. And I'll tell you, um, the, the embryo, embryo that Mary carried in her womb was a holy thing. Now, why I'm saying this? Because it said this, And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call him named Jesus. He will be great and call him. And then how is that possible? And then it says, therefore, verse 35. Do you see this? Therefore, the child to be born will be called holy. You know that in the, in, in the original, there is no child. <laughs> the word child is not there. You can look it, but it's not there. Therefore, the one, the one, and, and I cannot even say because uh, to be born is neuter. The holy thing that will be born, it's a thing, is neuter. Why? Because if without the accent, I will come back to the grammar. Without the accent gives you the quality of being holy. The quality being unique, different and set apart. So by quality, the thing, the holy thing that is in you, that embryo is by God's design. We cannot pretend that we understand everything that surrounds Jesus' birth. But one thing that we can declare without doubt is this. God wants answer to answer our question. She asked how. The angel gave her the how. Do you think she understood? (laughs) It was like, okay. It's beyond my pay grade. Okay, I'm the servant. You do whatever you think. I'm done with the questions. I love it. It's, it's, I want to be like this. Okay, Christy, do this. How? And God tells you how. Like, I have no idea what you said. <laughs> but you know what? I'm the servant. You are the master. I'll do it. For nothing is impossible with God. Nothing. Beautiful. Simply beautiful. Mary's question was answered and she was ready to pay the cost. And the cost was not a small one. Now, I want to draw a conclusion here. Yes, sorry for abusing the time here, but I, the conclusion is this. The Magi ask, Where? They were in the wrong place in Jerusalem and they were directed to Bethlehem. When they found Jesus, they were ready to action. They worshiped. Uh, Joseph asked who and why. And the answer pointed him to the salvation of the, the entire world. And he said, oh my God, this is bigger than me. I'm ready. I'm ready to action. And what he did, he took Mary in his house and he knew her not until Jesus was born then well after that they had at least uh, six children 
at least six children. And then he died. Thank you, Joseph. Mary asked, how? The answer was, I mean, in a different manner that she was thinking, how? But she said, I'm ready to action. I'm, I'm ready. Do whatever you want. I'm a slave here. This Advent, I've learned, and I hope you've learned the same thing. That God is the God of answers. Do you have a question? God has an answer. Our part is to be ready to do it. This is the main question actually. Are you ready? For whatever God wants you to do, are you ready? Because if you are not ready, your question will remain unanswered. Because you don't accept that answer. Sometimes we comment when God wants us to, to launch us in a kind of a mission. Instead of comments, God wants our involvement. But I am telling you, now is the time. If God answers your question, be ready for action. Amen.